Thank you, brothers and sisters. We have something hip, 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 hip that we want to present to you. We're interested in black music, what it means, music that is black-oriented and some, 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 some. Actually, that's a kind of a catchphrase because we have a tendency to believe that it's all the same thing. But it's not really all the same thing. It's kind of out of the same thing. And... What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's show, we'll first dive into a couple of news nuggets, such as Rhapsody getting her own video show with Big Tigger, some recent comments by underground producer Blockhead, and Kanye West's recent promotional run for his upcoming album, Donna. We'll also discuss and give our reactions to the on-wax battle between Royce the 5'9 and Lupe Fiasco and discuss who has the upper hand and why. Then, give our opinion who belongs on hip-hop's Mount Rushmore for every four years of hip-hop. Then for our album Face-Off, we'll be putting OST by People Under the Stairs against The End of the Beginning by MERS and compare the two albums and weigh in on which one we felt was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the week. So with that, please, Kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's good, Jason? What's up, man? My phone had dropped out. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. What's, what's good with you, bro? Oh, nothing. I'm just chilling, man. Trying to finish up all this stuff for the summer. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we in the dog days of summer, man. So. Oh, no. I, I, I looked at the calendar the other day. I'm like, man, I got like four weeks to do all the stuff I said I was going to do, you know, with the family. It's not going to happen. You know, it was a short list because, you know, COVID, you know. My son's still unvaccinated for the time being, so. Oh, okay. He won, he won. It was a short. It was a short list of stuff I wanted to knock out with him. He, he, a, he, he a murderer. Man, I, he he energetic, man. He energetic. Like he's definitely like rough and tumble. You run around coughing on people. He, he said he what? I said he a murderer. He's running around coughing on people. No, I'm more worried about people coughing on him. You know, he got all these. All these nasty folks out here, and these unvaccinated folks. Let me tell you something. At first, I was on. I, I didn't want to get it, but I went on and did it. But my thing is, man, I, I didn't find out. It's a few people that I know that got them. The, you know the vaccination card? Yeah. That they lied about. They got the card, but it's like a, a fake card. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> I know. My 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 oldest brother, my half brother, he uh he got one of them phony cards, man. That's I'm like, like that's that's retarded, man. Just go get the stupid vaccination or don't, don't front. And I, I I asked him, I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, you know, what's your hesitancy? You know, what's your reasons? And he's like, he's like, man, I don't know what it's gonna do to me. It might it might make me start liking little boys or something. You know, it, I, I, it ain't. <laughs> Listen, I get the whole. I was on the fence about it because my thing is, I didn't. I said that they rushed it, and how they gonna just rush it and put it out, and then Trump is behind it, and then he lies so much, and that's half the problem. 
if I felt he had any type of, and without being political or nothing like that, but if I felt that as a person that he had some kind of integrity or decency to what he says and how he carries himself, mm-hmm. then I'm, oh, okay, yeah, but that man lies, he does some horrible, evil, old white man stuff, <laughs> and some horrible, old white man things, and, and, and then they rush him at his beck and then call just you know it's like he do stuff to satisfy the masses versus actually doing something at the time so i was like i don't trust that i ain't doing that but then it's like okay people getting sick and i knew too many people and i'm like i'm being around people let me go ahead you know i i get that i definitely get that like because that was in the back of my head too back when they were doing this operation warp speed and everything yeah it's like you gonna warp speed then i was like if it takes seven years develop it how are you gonna just do it in seven months if even right. that right so, right i just said right, I, I, I get that I but when when i when i started seeing like the the the, the wealthy and and the privileged and the and the athletes you know mm-hmm. what i mean getting it that's when i was like okay yeah i'm, I'm almost definitely getting this oh I, I waited my dad got it my dick because my dad had got, got got it early that's right he sure did so I, I I was like, okay. He went on and got it. I sat back and waited. And then like when I saw him, when he was cool, I was like, all right, I got <laughs> it. I'm going to get it. Yeah, yeah. My dad, they, they actually offered him his shot back in December. He waited till about February to take it, though. Because mm. um, I, I, I know I was on him about it. I'm like, man, you better hurry up and take that. <laughs> But let's uh let's get into these news nuggets, man. I'm waiting on at least a couple more people. We're supposed to be tapping in shortly. Um, news nuggets, man. Rhapsody. Uh, she's getting her, or well, not getting. She's she's got her own show hosting alongside Big Tigger. Um, and what it is, it's a uh, it's basically a a music video show um, called Off Top, and it's um it, it's broadcasting through Revolt TV. Were they freestyling on it or something? They do. They do. I, I watched I a little snippet of it. Yeah, I watched a little snippet of it before I I, I started the show. And it says, uh, it says, I'm reading from the website. It says the show off top will be a yo MTV raps esque video series with interviews of some of the game's most notable artists and most prolific up and comers. Uh, yeah, but they gonna have some garbage on there, man. Well, let, let, let me let, let me finish. Let me finish. It says Off Top will be hosted by Grammy Award winning rapper Rhapsody and former BET host Big Tigger. Um, it's, he says uh, he says this show is sorely needed in our culture right now. This is Big Tigger talking. It's an opportunity to get up, get up close and personal. Other than social media, not only will you have these candid, deep conversations, you will also get amazing performances that you'll be able to see on Revolt Social. It says the premiere episode, this is the one I saw, features Conway, the machine. Um, while upcoming episodes include NLE Chopper, Lotto, G Herbo, Lil T, DJ, Soldier Boy, and a bunch of other niggas I ain't never heard of. What What's your thoughts, first of all, on even this format? It's fine if they're gonna do it like they used to do it, but I, I just, I mean, these dudes, that's, they aren't MCs now, they rap. They, you can't do that with an MC. And besides that, that whole, I, I've been saying this for years, the whole, you know, they call it freestyling now, but I'm like, I, I was freestyling is off the top. You know, it's not, I got a prepared rhyme that I'm gonna kick over somebody else's beat. 
So now I'm freestyling versus you just spit top. That's a whole nother thing. And they get they get that so messed up. And I, and it's like, so if that's the case, Rhapsody, I know she know better. Tigger's in the radio, so he's gonna have, he understands the industry. Skip all that. I don't think it's gonna be good. Yeah, my my my, my biggest reservation is like I just don't know if today's new generation is going to be that interested in a video music show because just about everything you want to see video wise you can just go to youtube and pull it up mm-hmm. you know in addition to having access to these people over social media or whatever so i just i don't know I, I i worry that that format is a little outdated you know when we were coming up, we were seeing imagine I, I mean they do it like drink champ and then they just Oh, oh, and tell and actually tell stories like industry stories that fans like would hear. And then in- intertwine videos. What's up, fellas? What's good, Vince? What's up, man? What's good, Jamil? What's happening? Welcome back. Welcome back. Go, go ahead, Jason. If they just do it like drink champs, long as they and then they just add in videos or whatever, right. be cool. Um. Yeah, I, I suppose. I just I don't know. I don't I don't think this this new generation there. They're sitting down watching a show to see a video, like, watch a music video that he does. It's like, you know, when we were coming up, that was the only real format. We couldn't just go to YouTube and pull up a rap video anytime we wanted to see, you know. So plus, you know, I, I, I like Rhapsody. You know, I, I think she knows her stuff. I think she would make a great host. But I want to see Rhapsody in a studio, you know, spit bars. I don't necessarily want to see her hosting a video show on on Revolt, you know. And as far as Big Tigger goes, you know, you 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 heard the names I just read off. You know, these, these are the kids between the ages of seventeen and twenty three. You know, Big Tigger is what he's he's got to be all up in his forties by now. Yeah, he's not exactly sure he's the best choice. I'm 44 years older than me. The whole something like that? Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Who are they going to have on there, artist-wise? Well, let's see. Let me go back to the list. Because these are the names they already had. Episodes in the game. Uh, <clears throat> NLE Choppa, Lotto, G Herbo, Little Young Dog, T-Block, King Holmes, Erica Banks, Young Blue. Reason, Buddy, and Guap Dad 4000. Exactly. Them dudes ain't... Hold on, we get a little background noise. Yeah. There's somebody in a waiting room at Oz. But, but Jamil, what do, you, what do you think about this this show with Rhapsody and Big Ticker? Do you think the format is outdated? Um, I'm not even familiar with it. I, I so based on what I'm on what I'm listening to now, though, it sounds like they're they're going to be like doing music videos like they did back in the day, and freestyles and interviews. Okay, so it's like New Age Rap City, but with Rap City. Got it. Um, I'm cool on that. I I I think that 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 format had its moment, and I just don't know that it's you know it's anything that's gonna resonate with the same crowd like you know nobody's nobody's watching music videos the same way we used to you might go and watch a video that you wanted to see but it's not like people are watching blocks of it like like we did yeah so i I just don't know that's gonna have the same appeal yeah unless it's like 10 10 hours straight of doja cat or something like that (laughs) (laughs) i i i i can i can cue that on my own (laughs) 
Well, Vince, man, what do you think? Um, I'm interested, man. I just because the thing about Rhapsody is he's very uh, introspective. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people have uh, seen. Is there any background noise, guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, like you're hold on. House party. Hold on one second. Hold on. Coma's hospital. <laughs> All the little kids and start running around with the sun. Yeah, so he's in a house party in a, in a in a crib he just moved into. <laughs> right. All right. All right, guys. I'm back. All right. Go go ahead. All right. So I was saying, um, I you know, it, it, I, I think it'd be cool to see uh, Rhapsody giving her, um, you know, her her voice because she's a she's a dope female lyricist. So. Um, it'll be cool to see that the the freestyle thing is a, a hot a hot thing that happens now because people are more in tune with battle rap and um, just listen to people give a lyrical exercise. So that's there's a there's room for that. I just want to see how it's gonna all pan out. You know, I, you know I don't know exactly what's gonna happen. So I just gotta see it. But I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, the, the one episode I saw with Conway looked decent, but you know, when I when I look at these other names, it's like that's why I go like, eh, I don't know. Plus the format, you know, it's been done better. I, I hate to say this, it's been done better. You know, just with freestyles alone, it's like way in the morning is already like sitting on that throne, you know, as far as right. freestyles that people actually want to hear, you know. And uh, that's true. You know, as far as you know, as far as interviews. You know, you can make the argument that others are doing that better too. You know, like, like drink chance, you know, or the people's party with Talia Kweli. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, but. Back this morning on the way to work. And I'm sitting there listening, you know, with Pete Rock. And that right. was a yeah. Yeah. episode. Now I'm like, now imagine if they sprinkle videos here and there and that I don't know how you could do that within the amount of time that they allotted for the video. I mean, for the whole show, but that, it, it, it it, it would cut everything short unless you just not playing the whole video. I give you that too. Now that I think about it, we'll see because it's it's a it's a show as opposed to a um, podcast. So they might have to be too PC. We'll see. I guess well, you know I got to take a look at it first before I can I can place judgment on it. But oh, we would have absolutely. Not me. I'm cool. Yeah, it, it would absolutely have to be PC. You know, I just I just feel Rhapsody's voice is better served in the context of her music you know what i mean like and as far as big tigger goes it's like i find him corny i find him stale you know and just not even really you know in 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 step with what the new generation you know wants to hear or, or who they want to hear it from you know in terms of being they like, probably look old he probably look old <laughs> yeah i mean he, he right. still he still right. he's, he still looks crispy, you know what I'm saying? Like he he's not he's not he, you know, he ain't up there looking like a fool. He still looks crispy, you know, as far as his his style and his fashion and everything, but you know, the new generation just don't don't really know him like that, you know. And and to be honest, I doubt they know Rhapsody. You know, you put put one of these IG models up there and have them interview folks, you know, for for what it's worth. Demetria Abelor. I know she ain't an IG model, but she does have some broadcasting background. I would watch that. Yeah, put her on there, you know, or, or Persephone, or, you know. No, I don't want to hear Persephone talk at all. Her voice is terrible. <laughs> hey, I'll get over it. 
Um, <laughs> but, but moving right along, man, and this other story I wanted to highlight, I thought this was interesting. I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with Blackhead. Um, he's a producer, underground producer, who's been putting in work for some time, but he has a, um, he, he has a new album coming out. He, he does these little instrumental albums that are, that are pretty dope. But the name of the album is Nostalgia is a Scam. And he he was speaking in an interview on why he picked that title and basically gave an explanation of the title. He said, the title is half joking and half serious. On one hand, nostalgia is everything. We all appreciate it and it's those things we are nostalgic about that often shaped us into the adults we are. That said, something we all must admit is that a lot of the stuff we grew up on didn't age well and that's okay just because something is old or rare doesn't mean it's good and just because something is meant so just because something meant a lot to us at a certain point in our lives doesn't mean it has to forever hold that same weight to take that further a lot of the issues in this country are based on nostalgia he said make america great again is basically a way of winking back at the good old days which were awful for most people so I don't like to get caught up in too much, too much in nostalgia in general. Finally, looking back at things you love when you were younger is fine and we all do it. But to make that where your growth as a person ended and base all opinions on that time of your life is a bad look for everyone. So I was just curious what y'all thought of these statements. Do y'all agree with them? Do y'all disagree with them? A little bit of both. I think you took the word too far if you ask me. Um, nostalgia, nostalgia is not just a per, a, like just all past. Nostalgia is a, a good feeling you get from a memory you have that's get that's triggered, right? Like that's that's a nostalgic moment. So it's off of good things in the past, not just all past. So I mean, like he took the word way past what it's it's intended for. Um, but you know, that's what people try to do nowadays, try to sound all intellectual and stuff. It's just like, he should just make his music, you know, you know, <laughs> I just think he took it too far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get what he's saying. I never thought of it in the, in the context though, outside of music, you know, I, I thought that was interesting how he kind of drew that parallel to, you know, some of these popular political uh, ideologies that have popped up, you know, over the past 10 or 12 years. And, you know, in that context, yeah, nostalgia is definitely a problem, you know, but within music too, like, you know, I, I guess he has a point, you know, because I would be lying if I said there weren't any albums that came out after the year 2010 that I was feeling, you know, because they absolutely were, you know, it doesn't mean that everything I listened to before that point st still doesn't hold weight or means a lot to me, but you know, every now and then something new does come out and that makes me go, wow, I really, I really like that. I love it in fact. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I, okay, so like I said, nostalgia doesn't negate what's happening in the future. It's just giving you a nice memory from the past. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, everybody has their own version of that. Um, certain things are just nostalgic for people. And for other people, it is. And I understand, like, to, in, in that person's opinion, stuff might have been trash, but to them, it brings something pleasurable to them when they think about it. So, like, everyone's nostalgia is, is their own, you know? 
but I mean, I, I see what he's saying, but that's if he's just looking in his own perspective of what somebody else's nostalgia is. Like, it's different for everyone. Right, right. What, what do you think, uh, Jason? Uh, I, I think it depends on what, what you grew up listening to and the era that you coming from, because that, that shapes your mentality towards, towards certain things and certain sounds. So, if you came up where during a the little period where everything was kind of iffy, or you know, or if you come up in a golden age, and all, you know, you, you have a different sound because some people listen to music and they nostalgia could be Rump Shaker, you know what I'm saying, or or, or Teddy Riley, Jack Swing, or just you know, MC Hammer and all that. And they be like, when it come on, they thinking that's you know. That's what they gravitate to, even though, you know, it is what it is. Somebody's yeah. So that's what informs it. But if you, if you, you, or even now, you know, I got some people, like, I think my little cousin said something about somebody the other day. And I was like, that was, that's garbage. They wasn't even saying nothing. And, and, and you know, and then she tried to say, but I listened to Old Dirty Bastard and he was garbage. And I'm like, well, I can see why you say that, but you don't listen to what I listen to. You know, and <laughs> ain't no. I mean, I can see why she say that. And she like, oh, he said was shimmy, shimmy, y'all shimmy. You know, I was like, okay, I get it. But, you know, you just have to be there at the moment to un- to appreciate it. So, right. you know, it, you know it, it had a own viewpoint. I think I think that's kind of you know. I think that kind of speaks to the point Blockhead was trying to make. You know, it's like the stuff we thought was just like, just some of the stuff that we thought was just like, you know, just cream in the crop, cream down like cream hip hop. The younger kids might listen to it and be like, man, y'all like this? You know, and, and some of it I might be like, well, yeah, you know, it's like, you don't like this? And then some of it I might be like, yeah, I understand why you're saying that. It's like the same, I, I, I feel that the same reason we loved ODB is, this, is the same reason why the new generation loves Young Thug. I, you know, to us, it's like, this is whack. And not only is it whack, but what he's trying to do has been done before already. So, you know, you, you, can, you can poke holes in either one of them. You know what I mean? Kind of, but the, I think the difference between the two, if you're just talking about hip hop specifically, yeah. So you have, you know, a young thug, um, if you're going to make that comparison to ODB, but it wasn't a thousand ODBs, you know what I mean? That was just his, that was his lane. And he was doing his thing, you know, a song unique. That was, he was one of one. And it's, you know, 30 young little whatevers, you know what I mean? Everybody's kind of taken from the same, the same blueprint and it, 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 there's no balance. There's no diversity of sound. Um, not no. Obviously, there's there's you know people doing their thing, but by and large, it all sounds the same. Prepackaged, same themes, same beats. Sonically, it's all the same. And quite honestly, it's not just a hip hop thing. Like across the board, you know, hip hop sounds like pop, sounds like country, sounds like rock. Like it's like they all working out of the same production house. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it gets to be a bit difficult for me personally. Now, obviously, you know, music is, is, 
you know, it stirs up emotion, right? It stirs up an idea or a feeling. And then when you get to talking about nostalgia, you can attach memories to certain songs, no matter the quality of it, right? But it'll still transport you to, to a time. And, you know, Blockhead has got a good point with that. It can, it can be a trap if you stay stuck in that and you're not, you know, living for the present and you're continuing to relive old memories through, in this case, music. You know, that can certainly be a problem, but I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with it. Just, you know, why why can't you go down memory lane every once in a while, just so long as you're not trying to constantly relive it, right? You don't want to be 50 years old, you know, still in the club, like still trying to do the things you were doing at 22. Even if you enjoy the music and the movies from that time, you still have to understand that you're not in that place in your life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Or you shouldn't, I should say. Right, right, right. I got you. But yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting point. The broader point you made about nostalgia uh, outside of the music. <clears throat> but uh, we're moving right along. Um, your boy Kanye. And when I say your boy, I'm talking to you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, your boy Kanye, man, he did a a album release uh, slash listening party for his upcoming album, Donda, uh, at some big stadium. Was it in, I wanna say it was in Atlanta or something? Yeah. Yep. And you know, it, it looked pretty bizarre as expected. Um, and he played music in front of like, I think it was like 50,000 people. And he was supposed to have dropped the album, I guess last week, but the album didn't drop or whatever. Are you all excited to hear this album? Um, how do y'all feel about the, the this this big promotional show that he he's doing for for this album? Are y'all excited at all? What what are y'all thought? Who you asking? Oh, oh yeah, I miss the old Kanye. I, I you know that's, that's all I'll say. I miss the old Kanye. I was just checking for it to see if I was right. <laughs> to, see if it was, to see if it was wacky, me. See if I was correct, if I was right about him, about it being some garbage. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know what, man? At, at this point, <laughs> you know, I, I've disliked Kanye way longer than I liked him, or the amount of time that I liked him. You know, I haven't really liked anything he's done in the past 10, 11 years. You know, the the when he first came out, that little period between 2004 and 2010, you know, he was okay. I thought he would, he was a decent artist. Um, I thought he was a below average MC, but an above average producer who knew how to craft really good albums. But that was like a six year period, you know? And now we're going on like 11, 12 years of this dude just putting out really hit or miss material, but mainly miss. And I'm at the point, like, I don't care anymore. I, I, I'm not into Kanye as far as like, even as like who he is as a person, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know how you can, you can not like an artist's music, but you, you still, you're still a fan of who they are as a person and what they stand for, i.e. Yasin Bey. But with Kanye, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like him as a, as a human being, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and you know, I, I, for me to even listen to this album, first of all, I, I am not excited about it. I don't plan on listening to this album. I would need like two or three people whose taste I really trust to tell me, oh yeah, that new Kanye album is really hot. You should check it out. Outside of that, I'm not checking for this album. 
you know, going back to what Jamil just said about how he misses the old Kanye, you know, I heard somebody say, and I, I couldn't agree with this more. I heard somebody say when Kanye first came out, he was like, <laughs> he was like Anakin Skywalker. And we were like, oh, he's going to bring balance to the force. You know what I mean? He's going to be a good presence in hip hop. And he just eventually became Darth Vader. Wow. And I couldn't agree more. You know, yeah, and, that's, 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 I like that. You know, it's like this is the dude. It he acts like he's always doing something new and, and artsy and highbrow, and all everything is framed like, oh, look at me, I'm such a genius, I'm trying all these new things. It's like, well, you know, who else is trying new things? Every single producer who's worth listening to, okay. And it's like, you know, and I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't dig his messaging. You know, this is the same dude who champions and subsists strictly on European clothes, European cars, European women. But I, I'm a new slave. Get out of here, Kanye. Like, you know, he, he's a dude who's just used his his voice and his platform irresponsibly, consistently for way too long. And his music is just not a good. good it's not good enough for me to overlook that. Dude, Kanye is a narcissist, dude. Ain't nobody. Yeah. That's yeah. that's all it's been. He craves attention, and he's a narcissist. But, but every 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 artist, every celebrity is a narcissist to a degree. Nah, agreed. Oh uh, yeah, but he is over the top. Extremely over the top. But if he was, you get you get uh, get greatness from that. You know, like. For some people, they don't really appreciate his music per se. But once he dropped his music, you see a shift in the other producers. I I, I don't know. I don't I think so, man. Uh, uh, in, in what in what way? Um, I don't know that I agree with that. Well, 808s and heartbreaks. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But that was so so that was so long ago. Again, that was the dark fantasy. That was again. That was that was 2010 and prior. I'm talking about since then. It's like this dude is he's dropped he dropped like five terrible albums in a row. Well, you know what? If I hear it, I hear it. I'm not seeking out for it. If I hear it, I hear it. But I mean, I do notice that he he he's an influencer. You got some people that's gonna be on their own. You got the DJ Mustards of the world. They gonna do what they do. But um. His uh, he had a lot of influence in the world. Uh, maybe not for us, but for the broad scope, he has a lot of influence, especially when it comes to his uh. Well, you just talking strictly music, so right. Well, so so Vince, are you are you anxious to hear this new album? I, I'll hear it when I hear it. <laughs> See, <laughs> you you ain't necessarily uh, hunting it. You ain't necessarily hunting it down, though. Nah, nah, I ain't hunting nothing down. It, when it when it comes my way, it, it that's when I hear it. Like I, I, I never, I never really would seek his music out. Never ever. Um, even when he was, you know, doing his thing, so to speak. But he's so preoccupied with making his farm that I don't know if there's a. I don't even know if music is his main focus. I think he's making music to uh, to keep himself relevant, uh, so that he can continue to do the other things that he's doing. I, I, would, I would agree with that, and there, there and there's nothing wrong with that. I just I wish people would stop acting like he's some sort of 
you know, musical genius when it's been so long since you actually delivered something worthwhile. Well, you know what? That's 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 very subjective. I think. You know um, I mean, I ain't mean to cut anybody off, but like, this may be unpopular, but a lot of the people everybody considers geniuses. Their later music, nobody paid that much attention to. Like, like um, I would venture to say Prince and Michael Jackson. Like. Can y'all tell me what their last two albums were? Can you tell me Prince's last two albums? Um, right. Lotus, Lotus Flower and Planet Earth, was it? I don't know. <laughs> Even Michael Jackson, so like, the stuff that everybody gives them their accolades are for what they did in their earlier but, part of their careers. Like Luther Vandross, like Luther Vandross's last two albums. Can somebody tell me what Stevie Wonder's last two albums were? But look, let, I want, let me interject on that. Though. I know I know Stevie's albums won Grammys. I know his last album won a Grammy, I do know that. Yeah, I mean, probably, but... But this the thing though, it's, it's, a, it's a problem with all of them. Because when they get to the point, like when you start doing your music and it's raw and it's unfiltered and you coming out, you with your own style and you develop a sound and you new and exciting and you doing your thing, it's cool. But then as you, your circumstances change, your style and your taste, of course, is going to change. Right. And people are not telling you that either A, you whack or that's not good because you got a lot of people that's just hanging on. And, and just want, don't want the, the, the train to stop versus saying, no, nah, man, that's not going to work. That's, that's, that's true, too. Or it's beyond the idea. I'm just putting him up there with the Giants. Yeah, I'm, I mean, them, too. Everybody you mentioned, too. You think somebody going to tell Stevie Wonder if he come out with a song that is garbage? Nah, I, no, that's what, what, exactly what I'm saying is, like, well, you know what? It's, it matters. Yeah, when it all boils down to it, I don't, I, I never really checked his music anyway, but I kind of would put him in that category as far as what he did. He changed the game. He made, he made Travis Scott. That kind of leads me to the point that I was going to make in that, it, you know, the, the view of Kanye as genius do is, is very subjective based on where you are in this whole hip hop thing because People who would be like of his peer group, at least age-wise, not necessarily how long he'd been in the game, view him one way. Right. You know, that's the that's the old Kanye, that's the soul samples, that's the the you know, the bridge between the, the backpackers and, and, and the hood. But for younger people, they view him differently. It's the it's the Travis Scott, it's the the Yeezys Kanye. Like he is you know, he's a grandfather of the styles of a lot of a lot of, of what is popular now. Like Kanye is kind of the blueprint in many ways, right? You don't get the Migos wearing blouses without Kanye first doing what he does as far as fashion stuff is, is concerned. So Travis Scott like being mentioned, Drake. I don't, but I'm not 17. No, I mean, like, even, I'm just saying, period, like, even with the shoes and the... Nah, I, I think the Yeezys are terrible. Oh man, but, yeah. But they, but they are, but they selling off the off the shelf. So yeah, and they dropping the money for it too. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, absolutely. I'm talking, so, I'm so hey, go ahead. So, yeah, to not get on top. But it's everything. It's all, it's all, the same thing. So 
even though I'm, you know, I'm referring to the fashion portion of it, it's still musically the same thing. Like Drake, Drake is, you know, uh, God MC for this generation, but that's a Kanye disciple. Like Drake has surpassed him, sure, but that's from that Kanye kind of blueprint. He's, you know, of that that more emotive type of MC, um, kind of being yourself, but not really. I, I feel like Drake is kind of manufactured, but I think my point still is it stands. So Kanye is given a, a sort of a reverence within that group that maybe we don't have for him. We can we can appreciate him for what he's done. But this idea that he's like this this musical deity just doesn't doesn't hit the same way with us. But if I'm 22 years old, then Kanye is kind of like Quincy Jones to me, because he's the guy that kind of put on or or laid the path for all the people that I rock with currently. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I get I get bowing down to his influence and all of that, but I'm I'm talking about. This recent musical stretch that he's been on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Staying on topic, right? <laughs> but but I'm also but 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 still that same group. I'm speaking, you know, from that perspective. I personally don't feel like his music has been good. But those people that I'm speaking of do. You can't tell a 25-year-old nothing about Kanye, especially one from Chicago. I don't know, man. I, I, I've, I've talked to my like twenty-year-old cousins and nephews about Kanye, and they kind of consider him a little passe. Are they? Are they the weirdo type? No, no. They, they, That's why. Thing is, you know, <laughs> That's why. His future, Drake. Um, what's the, what's the other dude y'all just named? Uh, Travis, Travis Scott. Scott. Those are like their premiere, Megan Thee Stallion, those are their premiere art. They kind right. of see Kanye as kind of like a, a weirdo and a car, you know, Kar Kim Kardashian's husband. And as far as this music, it's like, okay, I understand, yeah, Kanye did what he did in his early days. You know, I myself looked at Kanye and was like, okay, yeah, this dude speaks to a sector of hip hop that I'm, I'm cross-pollinated with. But as far as the stuff the past 10 years, people still want to call him a genius. I'm like, you still got ears, right? Right. Yeah, like he he might have had three three or four verses since my dark twisted fantasy that I like. I just found out the other day that no more parties in LA with Mad Lib. He he recorded that during the uh Twisted Dark Fantasy session. Wow. And that was one of the verses. That was one of the verses I was thinking of. So that makes sense though, because it doesn't fit with the rest of that album. That that being said, I say I say all that to say this. I'm not looking forward to this album. I'm gonna I'm gonna need Jamil, Jason, and Chaz to call me up and be like, "Yo, it's really dope for me to listen to." Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> okay. Right, right, right. Or, or maybe not Jason. Not from one. Maybe not Jason. I'll, I'll throw Vince in there. It would take them three to call me up and be like, "Yo, you need to check this album." But, but wait a minute. But what if I did? Then I'll check it out. Then it's I'm the best saying, album. Honestly, it's the best album ever made. Right. Hey, if you get that from Jason, you shouldn't have to hear from nobody else on that one. He's, <laughs> he's definitely not gonna give them props. So if he if he's saying that it's that dope, like, Yo, Jason is the harshest critic going here. I'll say with with Kanye, I am curious about it because I'm he I'm just curious. he just went through a um you know a a, a divorce. And through through tragedy, you get a lot of great art, 
And I think that that is enough of a, a life change that can kind of shake you back to your roots. So the potential for it to for us to get something different than what we've gotten from him lately is there. But I, I mean, I wouldn't bet no money on that. Yeah, that's true. Plus, he, he operates within the dark mindset anyway. But, you know, like I said, I, I hear when I hear. Right. And, and not to mention, like, Kanye's incessant need to please and get approval from white people. I, I've always hated that about him. So, yeah, yeah, that's just why I stand. But moving right along, um, in the world of real hip hop, yeah, let's get to it. We have a, I don't know if you want to call it a beef. I don't, I'm not really calling it a beef. It's more of a battle between Royce the Five Nine and Lupe Fiasco. And now, defense. <laughs> Now, Royce the Five Nine, he dropped the song. Uh, man, what's the name of the song? Something, something, something of the Lambda. Oh, oh, Lam- Lam- yeah. Silence of Silence the Lambda. Silence of the Lambda. Yeah. Which was, which was a dope title, by the way. And Lupe Fiasco dropped his diss track. He does. job. So, have y'all listened to the tracks? What are y'all's thoughts? Who are y'all giving an upper hand to? And. What do y'all think this means for hip hop? Oh, let, let me say something first. Let me say something first. Go ahead. You know, you know what I feel about Lupe, right? I I'm not that big a Lupe fan, but mm-hmm. when it first started, he roasted Royce the Five Nine. He said something about he about uh something about a Marshall. Oh, uh, it's something he said. He it was like a little quick one liner, but he 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 he, he roasted uh Royce. I get. I had to give Lupe a little props on that because I've never really liked Lupe, so to speak. But when I when he did that, I'm like, okay, let me check for this. Yeah. Well, let, let me say this. I, I I'm assuming y'all haven't heard Mickey Facts song that he just dropped a couple hours ago. I, I have not. I, I saw it in my queue. I don't even know. How, I don't even know how the beef started. I don't know how Mickey Facts got involved. All I let's, know is let's okay, get. Let's stick right. to Lupe and Royce for the time being, though. All right, let's stick to that, then. I heard, I've listened to both of them at least five times each. Now, they all, they both have points because Royce, Royce was just trying to spit. He was trying to check boxes, as he's been saying lately. Check all, the, all of the boxes of being a rapper. Um, and he did it, but Lupe's was more entertaining. Like, Royce, Royce is a true MC through and through. Um, but when it comes to a battle track, you're not just making a song. It's like y'all going at each other. Lupe just effortlessly, as he always does, just effortlessly broke this man down in every way you can. Like, you know, anybody else could just say the same thing, but it'll be in a different way. But the way Lupe did it was just was just so creative. He he definitely won that. Okay. Yeah, he was more clever. I think I think Lupe was more clever. Um, like his shots were direct, even though he was like clearly pulling punches on purpose, which I thought was which I thought was kind of slick. Like he gave at least three or four Eminem references without ever actually saying Eminem. Right. But you know who he's talking about. And then he gave him props on top of that. When he was like, uh, I forget how the line went, but he was like. It's something about that friend of yours and he was like I don't blame you that nigga's one of my favorites <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, he broke him down, man. Like when he did that little thing where if it wasn't for, if it wasn't yeah. for, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, I got that done That's what I'm talking about. Like that's just, just like, it's so creative and clever the way he does what he does. And he got his yeah. own, he has his own little style that just breaks, that breaks the normal way of, of rapping. But when he does it, it's just so dope. Because um, you you really listen to you listen to him by the way the way that he breaks his, his lyrics down, you really listen to what he's saying. And yeah. I just man, he he killed him, man. He killed him. I mean, he kind of flipped what Royce does and on his head. Like Royce is, is like make no mistake, he's a he's a lyricist as well. And I, I don't want to say that the song wasn't good because it was. Like he had bars for Lupe too, which was dope. But what I what I enjoyed about Lupe. And maybe that's just because of my perspective on it. But when he flipped the whole gangster thing that Royce does a lot of times in his rhymes, you know, he's he's critiquing that as well. He was like, you know, I just want you to, I want you to unify your hood. You can bring all them niggas out, do something for Detroit. Yeah, you know how you walk, you see him walk all over your house. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I caught that, I caught that too. I, I, I love this, I love this. I don't know how this got started between the two of them. But whatever happened, I'm glad it happened. I think it's good for hip hop. I think it's great to have two dope MCs with excellent pen games flexing on each other, you know, poking holes in each other's track record. No social media antics, nobody live streaming themselves going to the other person's hood. You know, just skill. Just, just right. skill. yeah. Bars well, there was there was a little bit of social media antics with that. Yeah, yeah it was some of it. Because what happened was, from what I from what I gathered, Loaded Lux and Murder Mook was talking about who would win in a battle. And so you know, uh, Royce Royce was on the live with him at the time. You know, Royce with his arrogant, passive aggressive uh, speech. Because I don't know if people really know who, who Royce is as a person, but like he's so arrogantly passive aggressive like that stuff can get on your nerves so it's like he, we talking about Lupe fiasco here so Lupe so they they got they joined Lupe in on the um on the conversation and Lupe wasn't trying to hear it it's like he had already knew some stuff was going on in the conversation he wasn't trying to hear it he got on the, he got on the live just loud as ever talking crazy and it, it, it kind of just evolved from there like didn't they have a podcast together or something? They did. Yeah, yeah, they did. I don't think that it was like them two and Mickey Fax, right? If I'm not mistaken. I'm nah, not mistaken. it was just it was just the two of them, and they had a, a producer who was, you know, he would have a voice on the show on occasion. Oh, okay. And I've listened to it a few times, and there's actually been moments of, of tension even there. Like they 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 cool, but that's what Lupe yeah. said in the song. He said that. Yeah, like these are two dudes that that also had. Um, I mean, they got giant egos, and when you have that, that those things are gonna clash. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm with Ian on this one. Like, I'm always down for a good, good battle, especially if it is, you know, two worthy opponents, and it doesn't, like, it doesn't feel super malicious. Like, it's all on wax. Even though there's some gun talk in the verses, I don't think that it's. You know, going to escalate to violence. I don't think it's like one of them. You know, it's like a on-site situation. Nah, it's just rap. Right. Yeah. Which, which I can appreciate. But like, what took me by surprise was was how Royce kind of came with a more gentlemanly approach with his with his diss track, 
whereas Lupe yeah. took the more approach, which is is actually flip flopped at how I thought it was going to go. I thought Lupe was going to come like a gentleman and take him apart, and I thought Waste was going to come more, you know, more aggressive and whatnot. But you know, at the end of the day, with, with the MCs of these of this caliber, I'm always down for a rowdy game. Yeah, right. That's, that's just Royce. Royce being passive aggressive again. Like I said, he um, because they were basically telling him like he's saying all this, but he ain't rapping. And so he rapped, and then Lupe went straight at him. You know, he went straight at him. He didn't. He wasn't going for the jugular, but he was like, it was pointed directly at him. Then, because because what Royce was doing, he would sneak some stuff in and out, but he was just Royce was just doing what he does. But then right. he, you know, he was sneaking stuff in and out. But what I loved about what um, Lupe did was that, yeah, Royce is top notch, but it was certain things that he does that gets tired to me. Like when he just always brings in, he always like negatively touches on somebody in the, you know, like in the media or somebody popular. He always does some type of rib at a lot of people any random given time, and it's like. Like, why do you do that? Just rap. You know, he'll sneak something in and there's always something. Like, you know, he did mention something about Kevin Durant. Um, he did a bunch of those in his rap, but he does that in all of his songs. So when Lupe, Lupe brought reference to that, was like, that still ain't making, getting you know, that still ain't getting you know uh, popularity off of doing that stuff. It was a good battle, man. I hope it's not over. Give me two more rounds. Yeah, something tells me Lupe's got more up his sleeve. Like, oh I, yeah, I, I, I have that distinct feeling. But yeah, yeah man, talking about. I mean, about if that's to pull him out the out the forest with them samurai swords, then I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> and Mickey Fax, y'all gotta hear it. I think his might be the best. Yeah, I hey, still all I know that. is that punk Royce told <laughs> he told Mickey Fax, what he say? Uh, you want to know who gonna win if me if I'm battling Lou? said we battle nigga you gonna die so who gonna battle you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that was nice that was nice too yeah that was like i like how lupe, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. i like how lupe talked about how his career needed it needed assists constantly you know yes like, you yes needed an assist from dj premiere and you needed an assist from he didn't say eminem but you knew he who he was talking he knew about. what he was talking about you which know. is kind of unfair but it's, it's fair. It's fair. This is a battle. It's unfair, but well, what I mean by that, not not within the context of the battle, but just like it's unfair in that I don't know how true it is. It's true in that you don't. He doesn't get the success that he has without Eminem, but it's not true that he needed Eminem to get like garner respect as an MC. It's hey, you know what? It's that it, it both of them are true because. But this is where right. this is where Lupe had him. When Lupe was like, "I delivered a classic to the masses." My first swing out the gate. Ooh, yes. <laughs> no. He was well. Well, well, he's what he said. I hit um because it was it was the way he said it. He said, "I delivered the classic out the gate, and then I delivered to the masses." Right, 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 right. Which is which? Which I mean, Royce can't touch that. First of all, I, I don't think he has a classic album. He and well, he's he's definitely reached. To try to try to reach out to the masses at least earlier on in his career, and still never quite got that. Nope. And Lupe is like, yo, I did both of these. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I don't know if this is my Chicago bias or not, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to listen to it again. I, I but I think I, Lupe got this one. 
I don't think so either, but I'm not. Chicago Bears when it comes to battle. Nah. I agree. But I guess I just have to be uh, aware that I have that. Just um, to give it a fair shake. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, hey, I hope we hear more, man. But uh, but moving right along, man. This was a topic I, I've been wanting to to dive into for for a minute. You know, hip hop Mount Rushmores. Every so often, somebody will comment on what their hip hop Mount Rushmore is. Who's on it? Uh, who they consider to be the four greatest artists? But considering how there's forty plus years of hip hop music to pull from, putting together just a list of four people is kind of limiting for the genre. And uh, recently, a TDE artist by the name of Punch, uh, he revealed his hip hop Mount Rushmore, but he did it by error. So he did it by every four to five years, which I thought was interesting. And I'm gonna, starting with the year 1986 to 1990, starting with the period 1986 to 1990, I wanted to give it up to you all. I wanted you all to, share who you feel is worthy of being on hip hop's Mount Rushmore. Now, you can also include artists you, you just personally like and who you felt had the best track records during these, these time periods. And we'll, we'll take it era by era. So starting with 1986 to 1990. Um, so 1986 to 1990, he had Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, KRS-One, LL Cool J. Valid or not? He had the fat boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that 100%. Rock I, think I think that's fair. Rock that's fair. Nah, I'm just playing that. That's, 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 that's fair. That's fair. I would, I, I got an unpopular opinion here. I will remove, I will remove for Slick Rick. You will remove who? Kane. Kane said, uh, what? For Slick Rick. Really? Well, I mean, Slick Rick was associated with, um, I'm forgetting the man's name, right? That's a shame. Dougie Fresh. Yeah, Dougie Fresh. It was like, you got to take them together. So, like. No, nah, you don't. One was a beatboxer. Well, that's true, but it's like, without 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 him, like, you don't think about Slick Rick solely. But, I mean, you know, I. Nah, I would disagree with that. If Vince's and Slick Rick came out, that was dope. He had, a, you know, it was a dope album now. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't remove Kane over for Slick Rick. I would, I would. I know it's unpopular, but okay. So Kane's classic album, "Long Live, Long Live the Kane," came out in what ninety one, right? Uh, was it ninety one? I believe it was. Uh, yeah, because I, you know what? Because I, I had learned. Uh, Ain't no half stepping, and I was I was a freshman in high school, so that's his that's his classic. Okay, before that, I don't know if he had a classic. Slick Rick had a classic, and he also had the show. He also had Lottie Dottie. I'm putting. I'm I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, I'm, I'm taking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, but that wasn't Slick. Them neither one of those was his song. You talking about the show and Lottie Dottie? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was like double billing for that with him between him and Dougie Fresh. He, he was in the Get Fresh crew, and that was Dougie Fresh song. Okay, well he still he still had great. I mean, he still he he still spit on it, but I'm just saying. I I mean, but even without that, oh no no, no. Long Live the King came out in '88. 
that's like Dana Dane, man. I, I couldn't do that. Slick Rick, um, name no ring. Does his name no ring bells the same way Cool Mo? I mean, I say Cool Mo D. <laughs> it don't ring the same bells, but I people forget about Cool Mo D. Go see the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go. You know how many songs is on Long Live Decay? And it did come out in '88, so I don't know, bro. And then on top of that, then he was doing the Juice Crew stuff and Biz right. Marquis stuff. Biz Marquis. You could put Biz on there too. I don't know about man. I don't know if I'm putting Biz on there, but <laughs> like I, I I I get where you're going with that end, but I don't know if I'm personally ready to jump out on the on the ledge with you on that one. You might have a couple people that agrees with you though, end, but uh, for the, I think honestly though, I tell you, you really only need one MC on your on your Mount Rushmore for this period, and that is one Luther Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Take the whole mountain down. Just put Luke's face up there. <laughs> Gap, gap and all. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, like I said, I know it's unpopular. I'm taking off Kane. I'm putting him on Slick Rick. But let's let's move on to 1990 through 99 uh, through 1994. Okay. So 90 to 94, he had Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Chuck D, Scarface. Mm. Oh, Snoop? 90, 90, I don't know about 94. Snoop. Yeah, 90 to 94. I don't know about Snoop. Mm. Nah. I don't, I don't know about things. So give me, give, me, give me those four again. I'm sorry. Snoop? Yeah, Snoop, Ice Cube, Chuck D, Scarface. Okay. Nah. I'm going to switch out Starface for Q tip. Ninety ninety four? Yeah. Yeah. You got two two classic albums in that period. Yeah, I give it to him. Yep. I'll put Q tip on there too. Um Cube I don't know. Cause Cube just had one album in that period. Well no, it was two. America's most wanted and death certificate. It was back to back. So Cube to stay. He had three. He yeah, had, yeah. He had a, he had he had America's Most Wanted, Death Certificate, and he had the Predator. Thought the Predator was oh, you said to ninety four. Right, right, right. So yeah, Ice, I'm gonna take Ice Cube definitely because people yeah. forget how huge Ice Cube was at that time. I agree. Snoop, so, I'll give you Snoop because Snoop was he was what made the Chronic deal. Then but he, I mean, but are you but, going strictly off that or still? Because if that's the case, MC Hammer was bigger than all of them in ninety one, ninety two, or whatever. I, I'm I'm taking into account skill and impact because we're talking about Rushman here. Snoop definitely, his doggy style was a classic. Everybody, it's it, that's you know, no doubt, not debating. I mean, but but Big Biggie came out, as did Nas, and Nas came out. So who would I you mean, take? That 93, 94, that throws a monkey wrench into everything. Right. It does. You got, I mean, you got the wolves. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, let's back up. Let's back up. Jamil, you said you put Q-tip on this list. Who are you taking off? Yeah. Scarface. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'll do that. Definitely. Oh, Scarface was huge back then. But he wasn't bigger than Tip. Mm. Uh, for, uh, for, for what era? What area, I mean? Period. I mean, Scarface was getting—he was getting radio play national. Scarface, Scarface was huge from the area he was in. Like, 
he might have been huger than from what you know you typically trust. Agreed, but there's nobody. So so Scarface and the Ghetto Boys, like people knew them, but they were big in the South. Dre, who was arguably the biggest producer at the time, was inspired by what Tribe was doing. Enough said. I feel you, but the South is huge. And no, for Scarface to be coming from the South to be that important is huge. So how many classic albums did Scarface and or the Ghetto Boys drop within that period? I don't know. One. I give you one. Exactly. Whereas with uh, Tribe Called Quest, you got three. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But then, like, I don't know. If, I didn't read. I didn't read the article, so I don't know how they were basing it off of. I just know, like, Scarface was. I'm just talking about impact and and skills. Right, Scarface. Scarface had the diary, so I give him that. But the rest of them other albums, uh, I don't know. Um, I. I, I, well, I mean, I would. I would go with Snoop. I would go with Q. A cosign and Q-tip pick, and I will go with I would I would go with KRS one. It's hard it's hard to do just four anyway, but I mean East Coast ain't got no love for Daylight. What, so. what about LL? Everybody <laughs> saying talking about LL. By flowers earlier, I, yeah, he got his flowers early. You, I, it's it's gonna be hard to make two Mount Rushmores. Plus, I mean, Mama said knock you out though. That was. What's what's the other album? Walk, walking with a panther, whatever. Walking with a panther. Nobody like that. No. What's the one? Which one did Marley Mall do? I think that was Mama said knock you out. Okay. All right. Well. And you had fourteen shots to the dome, which was man. But that man. was like ninety five. Was it? Yeah. I thought that was like ninety three or something. I don't, I don't have the same memory as you guys, so I, you know, I just remember. I just think about them as far as when I was listening to their music, like how I felt. I don't want to say the word nostalgia, but I was just gonna say you mean. (laughs) (laughs) I got. I don't know what song was when and where. I just know like. You just know they was getting played. Yeah, like I just the way I remember it, you know. So, Jason, Jason, huh? How do you feel about KRS? I put them on there. Yeah, I would totally put them on there. Return of the No, I'm a, I'm a big KRS fan. Sex and Violence, Blueprint. He I didn't off. like. I didn't like that album. I didn't like Sex and Violence album. Yeah, a lot of I, people didn't I, like. I remember, I, I remember I bought that, but it still has some joints on there. And I have now it does, but I remember at the time I bought the album and I was like, "What is this?" And <laughs> I wasn't feeling it. Can I get jiggy with this? <laughs> did you did you buy it the same day you bought Boss's album? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I probably did. <laughs> you look like a player headed that sold me this. Hey, and, and, and an AMG. <laughs> wow, oh, better have all my money, huh? I, I, hey, man, I used to be listening to that music. <laughs> I ain't had no issues, so. All right, man. Vi- vibes and stuff. We we rolling with Snoop, Q, KRS, and Q Tip. For 90 to 94. 94 to 98. This is where it gets interesting. He got, he's got Tupac, Jay-Z, Nas, Biggie. 
from 94 to 98. Yeah. Oh, they ain't got Busta Rhymes in there? <laughs> oh, you know what? Tupac, Nas. No Busta? I think I think Buster deserves recognition. I do. Yeah, but who you gonna take off that list? Right. Yeah, but who would you take off? Me. I okay, like Tupac. I feel like I feel like you gonna put you gonna put Tupac on there because yeah, um, I mean, he was huge though. Like I know, but I know, huge in that, in that. It's hard to take Nas off. I'll but tell you who I'll take off. I was listening to Biggie. I was listening to Busta more at that time than Nas. I'll tell you who I'll take off with no problem, no issue whatsoever. Jay Z can come off this list because wasn't nobody checking for Jay Z in 1996. Until you lying big. when you say you lying when you say you are. Y'all didn't buy reasonable doubt. In 96, y'all didn't buy reasonable. Y'all went back and bought reasonable doubt after Volume Two came out, and then you circled back. No, no, I remember. I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean you specifically. Like obviously, people bought it. Oh, but the vast majority of people, people, a lot of people that I knew was like, because I didn't like Jay Z, and a lot of people was tripping on me saying that. Because I, I mean, yeah, I wasn't feeling, so I wouldn't check it. I feel you because if you if you got Biggie on here, then you can't have Jay Z yeah. because Jay Z took Biggie's place. Now, now Busta, that's an interesting pick because you had you had uh, uh, Common coming, you had when Disaster Strikes, and you had ELE all yes, in that all in that period. Yeah, Busta absolutely should be on this list. Now, how do y'all feel about Mace? Uh, no. Uh, what on, no. on, on what? Uh, the, uh, no. <laughs> ninety four to ninety eight. I'm not. I'm not arguing that he should the be Mount, the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. He was getting a lot of airplay. One hour, nah. though. One hour, okay, man. Trust me, I'm not trying to make an argument for Mace. I'm just no, right? It was a. I mean, Mace was was too fun. It was too fun to be like, nah, nah. I never took his. Like, don't get me wrong, Duke can rap. I just never took him seriously. Now now here's now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Here's who I'm taking off. I'm taking off Jay Z, and I'm putting Red Man. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I'll, I'll see your red man and raise you Lauren Hill. I got her for the next one. <laughs> mm. But it's 94, but, 94 to 98, though. Yeah, that, that would that would this would include the Fuji here. So yeah, Lauren is that, that's what I'm saying. I think I think Lauren gets the spot over Red Man in my But you said you going individual, not group. You ain't counting group nah. work, right? I'm counting yeah, I'm counting that because I counted tribe works for Q tip. And that would be the only reason why I would include Lauren on that because of both the Fuji's and the Miseducation album. So for my four, was, I'm sorry, catch you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say if it, if it was one or the other, I don't think I, I don't think she gets the nod from me. She don't I get the nod from me because she sang too much on that album. Hey, but fair, when, fair enough. She spits. Fair enough. When she. When oh, she, no. I, I, she spit fire when she spit, but she sang. That was my only objection to that album because I went into the store and bought it, and she sang entirely too much for me. And I was expecting like a rap album, and it was more of an R and B album with her. She was like, it was rap, a, a singing album, and she occasionally rapped. Oh, I just call it. She's just making music. That's what she's doing. She's just making music. 
Yeah, but I still was like, I'm supporting her because I want to hear her spit. Because when you see right. her, everything she spit, she ain't always seen. Right. So she just, you know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. But as long as I get bust on on, on one of them, that's all. I, that's all I'm worried about. Hey, I'm rocking with. I'm rocking with for for ninety four to ninety eight. I'm rocking with Busta, Nas, Biggie, and Red. That ain't bad. I mean, I, and Lauren yeah. Hill was not a bad pick. Honestly, I can do some of that. Cause like, go, it's hard for me to take Tupac I would take, off. Of I would take Tupac off. Cause I mean, the bride, bride scheme of things. Yeah, the broad scheme of things, you had Tupac for everybody. But like, I didn't necessarily appreciate his his delivery that much. Um, I mean, I, I thought his delivery was fine. I, I just well, know, it just delivered. It, 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 it just felt like it just felt like the same thing a lot of times. He changed it up sometimes, but it was a lot of that. You know. It, it, <laughs> like I said, is the difference between a rapper and an MC? Right. Hey, li- listen to some of them other rappers that were coming out of Oakland at that time. Probably wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Drew Down. Drew Down, Max Sugar Free. <laughs> oh my goodness, Sugar Free. Um, so like like all all those all those Bay Area cats. All right. Next up, we got 98 to 02. He has Eminem, DMX, Nelly, Ja Rule. What? Nelly is out of there. Ja Rule? Murder. Oh my God. Nelly and Ja Rule got to go. <laughs> 98 to 2002, huh? Now, this is, this is where it gets hard because there was really a large pool of talented cats making music at this time. Right, but you think Nelly was talented? No, no, no. He, he's not making my Mount Rushmore for this period. I have, and, and and this is unpopular. I know I've got Eminem, I've got Ghostface, I've got Most Def, and I got mm-hmm. Common. And who? And Common. Ninety-eight, two thousand two. Okay, I can see that. You got three albums in that period. I ain't mad at that. You got, you got, um, you got two albums. No, I'm sorry, three albums from Eminem. You got uh, two from Ghostface. You got, well, if you count Black Star, two from Most Death, and you got two from Tom. Mm-hmm. Three. I know you don't like Electric Circus, but it counts. Right, I'm counting that. I'm counting that. Oh, so then that was three. Because then. Uh, I, I can- I can see that. One day it all makes sense come out in 98. That was actually 97. Okay. Andre 3000, anybody? None yeah, of I this. thought about that, but that's tough because, I mean, they dropped one of the best albums ever, but it's just one in that in that period. Yeah, yeah. You can, now you can have an argument for Jay-Z in, in this time, too. You can. You honestly you can. Could. I know, you I know a glaring omission on my list, but you, you can make an argument. I think you can make, a, you make uh, an argument for DMX. I think you can. I, I mean, you can. you can make an argument. It'll be it'll be a it'll be a lighter one than some other people. But yeah, you can. So I think my list would be M, Most Def, DMX, and J. M, Most Def, DMX, and J. Okay, I can see that. I can definitely. Hold on, hold on, y'all, 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 
with an honorable mention of several months. This may sound tricky, but ludicrous. No, no. Rushmore? Luda was on his thing at the time. Luda could get a ticket to go see the Mount Rushmore exhibit. <laughs> and Luda he gets some free passes. We talking about no, what, Luda, make sure he start, he's staying behind that velvet rope. <laughs> <laughs> but we talking about we talking about 03 though. You said 90 98 to 2002. Yeah, yeah. You, if, if they put a Rushmore, Mount Rushmore with if they put Nelly up there, you can swap him. You can swap Ludacris for Nelly. Easy. Easy. So Ludacris is a better a better rapper than Nelly for sure. But I don't like when you're talking about them type of dudes, you gotta talk about their numbers. Luda did not do numbers like Nelly did. Nobody really did numbers like Nelly did other than Eminem. That's because he went to that. He did that country song stuff. That was before then. I'm just talking about Country Grammar, the the, the debut album. Punk went down that, 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 left. that ain't do numbers like uh like Nelly's? No, not at all. Nothing, Chicken and Beer numbers like. I think that was later though, wasn't it? Wasn't Chicken and Beer like 2004? No, he, he still wasn't. Didn't, he wasn't doing numbers like Nelly. Nelly Nelly went. Said, still didn't do. Yeah. It oh, was we ain't we not talk. We ain't talking just off of that. Cause Ludacris, well, Ludacris, it can spit. I agree. No, I agree with you on that. Like he's way better than that. No, yeah, way he, better. I, I don't. Yeah, you get no argument from me on that. Well, but you, I don't think Ludacris has enough yeah. volume. Well, you got to consider all of that, and I, I, I and it's your list, man. So don't let me, you know, sway you in any way. I just don't know that Luda had enough, as far as enough of a body of work at that time and impact. He was doing his thing. But it was he was still kind of bubbling at the time. Like Southern Hospitality was a smash, but I think I don't know that he had the impact like that. Oh, that man had when I move, B get out the way. When I uh, when I move, you move. Yeah, man, that dude had hit after hit. He was dropping. But that was but all that was later, not in two thousand. You know, from ninety eight to two thousand two. His okay, first okay. album dropped out in 2000, and that's really the only thing that you can count. Okay, okay, you're right. I might, I might, yeah, I might be off. I might be off for uh, it might be for the next one. We'll see. Yeah, C- country grammar sold 235,000 is first week. Uh, Marshall Mathers LP sold almost two million. So, uh, let's see. That's crazy though to to think that they sold comparable. Like M sold two million his first week, and Nelly still went diamond as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think I, you know what? I think Nellyville Nellyville was the one. No, no, Country Grammar. No, it was Country Grammar went diamond. I remember that. Yeah, Country Grammar. Yep, it went. It that, did go down. It did go that down. Hiding, that hiding her is probably what took it over the top. The Neptune's joint. Yeah. Okay then. Uh, 2002 to 2006. The Dark Ages. Changi. <laughs> Changi. <laughs> he's, got, <laughs> he's got Kanye West, 50 Cent, Lil Wayne, and the game. E. Only one I could really beef with is Game, honestly. Like these aren't my favorite MCs, but those those are the guys. Yeah, I'm snatching off Game. Um, I'm snatching off Game. I'm snatching off Lil Wayne, and I'm snatching off Fifty. <laughs> like, like <laughs> the only one I'm the only one I'm keeping is Ye. I got. I would put just for me personally, man. I would put just as far as creative output at that time. I'm 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 going with MF Doom. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 
uh, MERS, and I would probably still throw Common in there. Well, you 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 putting out names that the common folk wouldn't even know about, right? Um, I mean, Fifty Cent. I think he deserves to be on it just because Fifty Cent was under Eminem and went crazy. Like, yeah, that like was his era. He that dropped was his era. with Fifty Drop and then G Unit, and he had the Reebok and the uh, his whole gear. He had, he had the whole, like, he changed for a second. People weren't wearing tank tops. They was wearing them little shirts he had made. Like, right. <laughs> niggas, was, niggas was wearing the jelly strap shirts. Yeah, it was like, he, um, he had a huge impact. Still got a huge impact. They ain't rap worth nothing in over a decade. Still got a huge impact with his show. Do y'all agree? Do y'all consider, would y'all consider throwing Cameron on that list? Nah, you don't know. Nah, it's, 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 there's an argument to be made for it. I don't think he was as big as any of the others. Like he was not as big as Wayne, 50 or Kanye. But, but see, this is the thing. This is the thing in my opinion. 50, I can't say he overshadowed Eminem, but like 50 like did his thing in his own way bigger than Eminem but Cam never overstepped Jay-Z he never got bigger than Jay-Z no never did you know what 02 to 06 actually you can make an argument for Jay-Z being on here you can almost make an argument for Jay-Z up until 2010 or two man maybe 2015 what what did Jay-Z drop in that period you you had Blueprint 2 Blueprint 2 he had the Black Album then he retired. Oh, I forgot about Black Album. Then he retired, and then in 06, he came back and he dropped Kingdom Come. Yeah, you can you can make an argument for Jay-Z for, for a long time. It's just that you, know, you get tired of saying his name. Right. All right, I'm going to zip through these, these, these next three. 06 to 2010. He's got T.I., Jeezy, Ludacris, Rick Ross. I'm sorry, this was the actual Dark Ages, not 2002 to 2006. <laughs> this, this is the actual Dark Ages. I like it. I don't know that you can, I mean, you can pull some underground heads out of here, but I think these were the guys for the time. I like it. Man, I, I'm snatching off Ludacris. I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry, I got to put Kanye on back on there. I'm snatching off, I'm snatching off Rick Ross for Lupe. So Lupe again, better MC. Well, well, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. You might have a point here because this is food and liquor. Food and liquor, food and liquor, and and cool. And the cool came out in 07. Nah, I see what you're doing. I see what why you're saying it. But uh, Rick Ross for Miami, yeah, they wrapped that man heavy. Um, but I see what you're saying though. But Rick Ross, I don't. It's hard to it's hard to take Rick off of that. Oh. It's only, hard to only take one him I'm off. Keeping, only one I'm keeping from this one is Ti. I'm taking off Jeezy. I'm taking off Luna. I'm taking off Rick Ross. I'm putting on Lupe. I'm putting on Kanye. And I'll shoot. I'll put on Jay Z. Like I said, we gonna get tired of that name. <laughs> But, I would say we 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 somebody from Chicago, not realizing the impact that these people had in their own that own uh, home. 
Yeah, but the, the impact in your home ain't the same as impact everywhere. Like people gonna love you in your spot. Not necessarily, but I, I hear you. I'm just saying like that 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 might be the main reason they own. So I think maybe mixtape Lil Wayne should be on this list too. Mixtape Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with regular Wayne. <laughs> right, right. I think mixtape Wayne probably could take Luda's spot from here. And I believe this might have been like the beginnings of uh, uh, the, the reign of Gucci. Yeah, yeah, you got a point. You got a point because Gucci popped up in Brown 07. Yeah. Yep. All right. Real Gucci, not the clone. (laughs) Real Gucci, not the clone. (laughs) I forgot about that conspiracy theory. (laughs) You're right. Like, who would clone Gucci, man? Exactly. (laughs) We have this technology. We can clone whoever we We go. (laughs) We can clone. (laughs) Let's let's clone Gucci, Gucci, man. <laughs> Drop him back off in the rag game. Oh, we're not gonna clone soldiers, you know what I mean? Who, who perished in, in in battle? We're gonna, we're gonna clone Gucci Mane, Guwap. All right, 2010 to 2014. Drake, Kendrick, J Cole, Nicki Minaj. No lies here. That's pretty much it. Hmm. You can throw some other names in there, but. Yeah, I would love nothing more than to take Drake off this list just because, but you can't. I think I think this might be the list. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't really front on this one. I, I, while I do feel that Nicki Minaj's contributions to the rap game are wildly overrated, um, I can't I can't say she does not belong on this list. She represented <laughs> the ladies for for a solid four years. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. And she did it. She did it convincingly. The songs that she needed to show up on, she showed up on. Like, that song with Kanye, Monster. Like, all of her remixes, she she produced. She, she showed up for her remixes and everything. Like, the um, Big Sean's remix on uh, Dance. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the stuff that she showed up on, oh, people are waiting for her verses. She, she represented the ladies for a solid four years. All I know is she had a verse where she rhymed China with China for like six bars. <laughs> Man, a lot of people do that. That's that. Especially in Philly. They do that. That's that Philly rap. I'm going to get on Nicki Minaj on another episode. like, But I think she's, she's terribly overrated. All right, last one. 2014 to 2018, he's got Future, Young Thug, Chance the Rapper, and Travis Scott. Chance the Rapper? (laughs) That nigga, well, well, people love Chance. Chance the Rapper? Until he put out that clear CD. I forget the name of it. (laughs) The Big Day. The Big Day. Chance must have cheated on his wife, as a side note. He must have. (laughs) <laughs> and he had to. Yeah, after that, I'm like, man, dog, who you? I, you know, I get it. You talking about you want to love your wife, but who you trying to convince? Uh, us, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like you got an outside baby or something? <laughs> what is good? I, I disagree with all these. I'm, I'm snatching all these names down. 
I think Kendrick still belongs on this list for 2014 and 2018. Killer Mike belongs on this list. West Side Gun belongs on this list. And shoot, shoot. Gimme Black Dog. You said 2014 and 2018? Yeah. I think they've been getting West Side Gun and they've been getting hit with stuff as of the last two, three years. Hey, thank you for saying Black Dog. On West yeah, Side, they, were again, they were bubbling. They started bubbling. Uh, uh, Griselda started bubbling in 2016. Right. No, it was it was bubbling. You're right. But like they were uh, piping hot the last these last three years. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, you know, humbly in my opinion, maybe that's just when I started paying attention. I could be totally wrong. But um, the other names you mentioned. I don't know if people were checking for them worldwide the way you have the like the respect you have for them. You know, everybody loves Black Thought, but I don't now. know. Yeah, I just don't know if I don't know if he's getting that nod as far as Rushmore at, at any time. Like when we talk about a lyricist, a Rushmore Rushmore lyricist or something, yeah. But I right. would say since 2017, he has. So whenever that flex freestyle dropped, I think that the world took notice from that point forward. Yeah, because I think I think that was a time when people was ready for to listen. Like people want to be woke, and like that's what he been doing his whole career is spitting that woke type stuff, and it's just like the perfect time that ear was open to it. But I mean, you think what's, about what's, what's crazy about about Black Thought though? I wouldn't say that it's necessarily like that he's woke like he's been a lot of gangster bars it's just you know he has a lot of um, literary references and his pen game is just nice like he's he's like an MC you know what I mean and, yeah 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 yeah. but I mean but like he, he ain't talking like too much different than than another street dude he's just better at that better at it than they are yeah yeah he just got insight it's, he's insightful like yeah, yeah, he's and he's very knowledgeable. He's he's very worldly with like, and he's just insightful. Yeah, he's yeah. he's well he's well he's a, a well read dude. Now his whole breath control is ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. Better than anybody I've ever heard. Yeah, he he's perfected it. I've never heard him gasp for F. He perfected that, you know, do his do his live stage performance. I'm actually surprised they did not have ASAP Rocky on this on this list. And, and he's still in jail. What in you talking about now? Yeah, ain't still in jail in Sweden. No, 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 no. Talking about I'm disconnected from uh, Black Lives Matter and then went to jail. Right, right. Uh, ASAP traded. He traded his his pen in for his blouse years ago. <laughs> his blouse. <laughs> just old fashioned. Now it's like he ain't right nothing. Yeah, blouse. And he, he he practically married to, to Rihanna, so he probably ain't gonna be no no more right. Oh yeah, he he got his hand full. All right, but that was a, that was an interesting one. I, I thought that was a good convo to have, considering you know you 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 just can't distill forty years of music down to four people and be like these are the best. You know you you no you, 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 right. you gotta go through Aaron. And even going do as we just saw, it's hard enough to do that, right? It's really hard to do that to boil it down. You know, maybe we could do a top ten or something per era, but yeah, it's it's still hard putting putting just four people on that list. 
But moving right along, man, we're going to dive into our album Face Off for the week. This week, we got two mid-city Los Angeles acts going against each other. We got, in one corner, we got the album OST, original soundtrack by People Under the Stairs, going up against the end of the beginning uh, by MERS, uh, Living Legends MC MERS. Now, People Under the Stairs OST album, this was their third LP from the duo of Double K and Best One. Double K unfortunately passed away earlier this year, uh, so I felt it only proper that to, to, I had to do an album face-off with them. Both Double K and Best One are MCs and producers. Um, the album was released June 4th, 2002 on Om Records, clocking in at 76 minutes and 20 tracks, and it was produced by People Under the Stairs. Then in the other corner, Merz's End of the Beginning. This was his third solo LP. And he also hails from Mid-City, Los Angeles. His album was released February 25th, 2001 on Definitive Jux Records. And it clocks in at 70 minutes and 18 tracks. And features production from Belief, LP, Shock G, RJD2, Ant, Mom's the Word, and many others. So, I'm going to give it up to you all. Between these two albums, did you all get to check them out? And if so, which one were you feeling more and why? Uh, I'll go. So, um, you know, these two two solid albums, for sure. Um, and I hadn't heard either one of them for a while, so it was, it was good to kind of go back and revisit. Um, for me, one of these were, you know, dope, dope MCing and dope beats. Um, one was you know, a lot more fun. And so that that's kind of what it boiled down to. Um, the Merce obviously was the more fun of the two albums. And sometimes that's what you want, especially come summertime. Uh, you just, you know, sometimes you just want something fun to listen to. And it's not even to say like, Merce is whack, like he's a dope MC, just not as good as, uh, you know, people under the stairs. Um, so like I said, sometimes the, the fun album is just what you want. Uh, this wasn't that time, though. I'm going with people under the stairs, the OST. <laughs> you always do that, man. Because <laughs> uh, the merch got a little silly. It got a little silly for me, man. It was it, like the Happy Pills joint. I'm like, eh, all right. This felt to me like an album that was made for, um, like it was specifically made to sound underground and not like underground, like boom bap underground, but underground for people who in that era, there was a lot of a lot of newcomers to hip hop who was like kind of poo-pooing. They were saying it was commercial hip hop, but when you look a little bit deeper, and I think we talked about this on the show before, it it was a lot of like street street cats. Um, and so they were talking about that, like, oh, they're just, you know, talking guns, drugs, sex, and violence, no matter how it was flipped. You know, so it was a lot of a lot of suburban fans raising up the underground at that time, and, it, and that album kind of felt like that. To me. Mm. Whereas the o, whereas the OST, mean potatoes hip hop man all day long. Yeah, and it was it was mad niggerish and right up my alley. Yeah, well, well, my my take on it is, I'm just gonna say early on. I want to say OST, but I'm going to go with Merz. His The opening of that album was so good. 
like the introduction was good. He had songs that meant something. Like he, I forget, I don't know the titles of them. And also he had Shock G on him. You can't underemphasize he had Shock G on the song. Features. Not, not only did he have one on there, but it was one of the best songs on there. Yeah, I like agree. That, I agree. That can't be underemphasized. Then also, he has he had a song for the skateboarders, mm-hmm. and he had a song where he was talking about the industry, and he did it in a nice, clear way. He was talking, about, man, I just wanted to rap. I don't like all of the all of the uh, red tape involved with you know. And he ain't making no money, you know, that type of thing. Like, I, I really appreciated that song. Now, you write about the OST. It is meat and potatoes. But it's, lit- it's literally meat and potatoes for every song. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, don't get me wrong. That's facts. I can't even argue. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, meat and potatoes is substantial stuff. But it just had the same uh, melancholy. Now, what I do love about it is that they they stay true to who they are. They gonna mm-hmm. have they got the um, they got the beat the the beat juggling um, word word phrases within their samples. They do that every, or basically every song. Uh, uh, you gonna get the same rhyme scheme, and if you're checking for that constantly. That's right up your alley. But there was no, it was all melancholy to me. It was all the same repetition. And I mean, like, it's not bad. It's just that, like you said, it's like constant meat and potatoes, constant meat and potatoes. So I, I went, I went with the MERS, even though naturally my ear is tuned to OST more. But like, when I was really listening to MERS, and what he was doing, I'm like, okay, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay, okay, fair enough. All right, Jason. Uh, between these two albums, OST and the end of the beginning, which one were you feeling more? The OST, People Under the Stairs. MERS is, I like MERS, but MERS is always hit or miss with me. Uh, not in a bad way, just I have to be in a particular mood to hear some of when he, when he goes left what's left for him it it like i could be listening to something and i'm like yeah 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 i'm I'm feeling this and then he'll do something different right after it and then it'll like take me out of the vibe that i had gotten whereas the consistency with the people under the stairs album uh i just put it on and let it ride yeah it was a little bit repetitive but you know if that that's the that's what they was that's the sound that they were going for for that project and I, re, I appreciate that because I have an issue with everybody trying to have multiple sounds on their album and then it don't sound like a cohesive project not that Murs did that but I just I appreciate the consistency with that album that, that's true but I will say one thing before uh, Ian gets going because I know Ian's about to elegantly uh, explain both albums like he always does. Um, there was there was literally, well, I was listening to it at work and I heard a song and I had to stop listening to it because I had to go do something. So then when I turned it back on, two songs later, I heard another song and I was like, didn't I just hear this song? <laughs> 
then I had to go back like, nah, that's not the same song, but it sounded like basically the same. So that's that's where, you know, What's the consist- consistency uh, sometimes it's, it's it becomes, no, no, I'm saying consistency sometimes puts you in a state of a, a, like a low state where you just, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all I have to say. No, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Now, I enjoy both these albums. Um, I, Merz is one of my favorite MCs, and I, I, People Under the Stairs, they're one of the more slept on and underappreciated groups, uh, especially from out the West Coast. So for whatever reason, they, they, to me, they just, they're not as celebrated as groups like Dilated Peoples or Jurassic Five, and when they absolutely deserve to be. Now, as far as the flavor of OST, um, I'm gonna just read from the liner notes from the album that was written by the, the producer Best One. He said, in a world of swirling this evolution, it's nice to know some things never change. This music and its culture, our culture, is older than most of us who carry its torch. Some things are so fundamental to an art form that they are not true schoolisms. They are the very rules by which we define our music. Sampling is not old school. It is our medium. As a sculptor uses clay or a painter uses paint, we use old records to make our music. The rules never change. Now, he went on to say somewhere along the way, it seems most critics decided that just making hip hop wasn't good enough. And praises were held upon those who are experimental and progressive. Yet, while everyone spun out towards the fringe, a void was created in the center. A timeless origin where dope beats and rhymes are simply good enough. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much sets the stage for the soundscapes of this album. Mm-hmm. And I felt that those thoughts were kind of a, a little bit of a repudiation of what was being done in underground hip hop at the time. In fact, I know it was. But what cats like LP, RJP, Ninja Tune, Anticon, all of those cats. And Sounds like you know, there's a common thread there. <laughs> you, you, you are right. You are right. And people under the stairs were just bringing, bringing hip-hop back to the city, so to speak. Because they also had a problem with what they said was underground hip-hop becoming the soundtrack for suburban rebellion. So mm. what they were doing, they were bringing well, hip-hop. Who said that? You said what? Who said that? Um, it was, I, read, I just read it somewhere in this article. Me, nigga, that's what I'm talking about. I want my... <laughs> that's literally what I just said. <laughs> just not as eloquently. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so that that really explains the soundscapes you hear on OST, and yeah. you know, and they they've always made good, feel good hip hop, very dope and but middle of the road, great summertime album. I might add, they weren't as cheesy and goofy as Jurassic Five, but they weren't as serious and hardcore as Dilated People. You know, they came. They seem to have come more from. The uh, uh, the far side family tree of West Coast hip hop, as opposed to the freestyle fellowship, you know, family tree. But that being said, I gotta go with the Murs. I felt the Murs was a more refreshing sounding album, even though it has some experimental stuff, courtesy of LP and RJD2. I felt the majority of it worked. Now, I did not like songs like. Sore Losers, I didn't like BTS, and I didn't like Happy Pills. But everything else on this, uh, how many tracks is on here? On this 18-track album is a keeper. You know, despite some of the left field that uh, production that occasionally pops up, 
Um, Merz, he takes aim at industry politics. Um, he, he talks to the younger generation with tracks like Brotherly Love. Um, it's yeah. filled with dope storytelling, like with The Night Before and, and Risky Business. Uh, he rapped about depression and being on medication. He rapped about having to work a nine to five job that you hate. He also, I love Please Leave, where he rapped about dating relationships with friends or lovers and even rappers who you used to love that, that fall off. And while I felt the OST was the more consistent album, the, the MERS was the better album because the good songs on the MERS were better than the good songs or the best songs on OST. And I totally understand what Vince is saying when you say you let the album play out and then you come back two tracks later and you're like, didn't I already hear this song? And you know, that's, that's consistency of their sound, but they could have, I think they could have made the album a little shorter. Um, mm. 20 tracks is, is, is pretty long. That was a lot. Yeah, but I mean, but but by the same token, I love tracks like Acid Raindrops, uh, the L.A. song, Hang Loose, uh, Sweet for Beaver, Parts 1 and 2. Those were dope songs, you know, but I got more variety. I got more range from the MERS. I felt like I got more honesty and openness and just just overall better album. Another thing, too, after I bought this MERS album, because I bought it around the time it came out. After I listened to it, <clears throat> I went out and I copped all the Mer other MERS records I could find. I remember going on Sandbox Automatic and I think UndergroundHipHop.com and ordering Varsity Blues and, and MERS Rules the World and Good Music. And then later on, when MERS 316 dropped, I, I copped that. I didn't necessarily run out and buy <laughs> you know, all the people under the street. <laughs> And I, and I felt MERS represented underground hip-hop very well and in a way I really hadn't seen before. And he, he stood out from, you know, his Def Judge label mates, you know, because they, 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 let's be honest, man, Aesop Rock, Mr. Lift, all of them, they did very cerebral hip-hop. And, and, and LP and Cannibal Ox, they were definitely doing that avant-garde stuff. But MERS wasn't really on that. He, he was, you know, he, he dabbled in it a little bit, but for the most part, the MERS that you got on those Knife Wonder albums is the MERS I feel that he is. So I, I felt that he was just, he was a good look for hip hop. He, he, he brought a, a fresh perspective and, um, and one that I could definitely relate to, you know, being a B-boy and growing up around gangbangers, you know, and, and you know, trying to do music, even, even transitions as a writer. I know a lot of people don't like that song, but I actually dug it, like about the skateboard, because, you know, as, as a break dancer, you know, for whatever reason, you would be, you find yourself around skateboarders a lot. Like, I guess the break dancers were the black weirdos and the, and the skateboarders were the white weirdos, and we were all weirdos. Right. We end up around each other. So even though I never got into skateboarding, I, I still dug the track, you know, especially the beat change at the end. So e even though even though the album's not a perfect album, I still feel it's the better one. Uh, that being the, the, the end of the beginning. So Ian Ray does not care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's hey, man. hey, 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 one of these uh, people on the stairs, they, they have guests. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Because <laughs> we inclusive on this side, I think. I think oh, is that what it is? 
So I think I think it's Jamil who don't care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Woo, we're running late. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and cap off this episode like we always do with another segment of what you're bumping, where we invite y'all to share with the listeners what y'all been bumping for the week. Uh, so Vince, man, sixty seconds or less, man. What you been bumping? Uh, I haven't been bumping too much of anything, to be honest. Uh, there's a lot of repeat stuff. Uh, uh yeah, I haven't been listening to much. I did listen to Chris Cross album though, since we was talking about it from last week. It made me go listen to it. Then I started listening to the brand. Yeah, I don't have much this week. I, I've been, uh, I was writing a lot. So I was bumping a lot of instrumentals. Ah, okay, okay. All right, cool, cool. We'll stay tuned for that. We'll stay tuned for that. All right, Jamil, man, what you been bumping? Uh, like Vince, man, I honestly wasn't a whole, whole lot this week. Um, I'm going through my little list there. Okay, no, I do remember now. Um, I went down a Missy Elliott rabbit hole. I remember this now. So I bumped Super Duper Fly, The Real World, The Cookbook, and Under Construction. I had a really long day on the road last week. Also bumped that Red Man Malpractice and uh, bust the Extinction Level event. Oh, okay. Mm. Took it back. What you what you be doing on the road, man? You be you be. You... Selling, selling drugs to the community? What you, <laughs> what you making these road trips for? <laughs> I was passing out turkeys like Nino Brown, baby. Familiar <laughs> with these mysterious road trips that he be on. <laughs> hey, man, I got to keep the lights on somehow. <laughs> All right, uh, Jason, man, what you been bumping this week? Um, I've been listening to Sean Price and Guilty Simpson and... Uh, Random acts, uh, basically that's shuffled all of that up and jumbled it up and just been banging that all week. Okay, so, okay. So you gonna go rob something then? <laughs> right. Yeah, I've been feeling like it. Punching people in the face, music. All right. <laughs> nah, man, throwing bricks through windows. Right. <laughs> all right. For myself, I actually I've not been bumping that much either. Uh, been listening to a lot of podcasts, sports podcasts. In view of the Milwaukee Bucks winning the championship, <laughs> but but I had I did get around to bumping this album from this dude Stimulator Jones. Um, it's called Exotic Worlds and Masterful Treasures. It's some left field R and B stuff, but it's just pretty dope. I've also been bumping um, what else? Uh, oh, Ransom, Heavy as the Head. Uh, he just dropped a new EP this week. Um, I'm probably about six tracks in. It's only like ten tracks long. I got through the first six, but so far, so so good. I like I like what I'm hearing, as always. And honestly, man, I've been having putting the I've been <laughs> been ha- having the uh, people under the stairs OST on repeat. You know, it's a like I said, it's a cool little summary album, man, and it's one I, I I'm getting reacquainted with. Hey, um, I, I got something I want to throw in there. I forgot about. Go ahead. My my guy did some beats for Sky Zoo, and I was listening to that his latest project. Oh, um, what's it called? All the brilliant things. Yeah, my guy Kenny did a couple beats for him, so I was checking that out too. Kenny beats? Huh? I was, 
You know Kenny Beats? Nah, isn't that Kenny Keys? He, he did some tracks, some beats for the uh, for Sky Zoo album. Okay. I was wondering who did the production on that album because um, I thought it was phenomenal, man. Yep. I thought it was, I thought it was a great album, um, and I, I'm you know me, I'm kind of hard on Sky Zoo. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I yeah. definitely, I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. It's probably gonna make my my top ten list at the end of the year. I, I enjoyed it that much. But uh, but Jamil, man, you got some album anniversaries for us? Absolutely. Uh, we got for 10 years, um, J-Rock debut album, Follow Me Home. Oh, okay. 15 years. Uh, also, another debut album, actually. Pharrell with uh, In My Mind. Uh, celebrating 10 years. Um, celebrating 20 years this week. Is uh, SL and Esoteric the Soul Purpose another debut album? That's a good one. Yeah, man. And and one that makes you feel old yet again, <laughs> which is which is pretty nuts. I wasn't on the I wasn't on the um, show last week, but I want to give a shout out to the Sadai Edge joint from uh, it would have been last week. Wild Cowboys. Oh yeah, would have been yeah. um, twenty five. 25 years this week. I tried not to go off the week like that, but this was a uh, this one was worth it to me. Okay. And um, also celebrating 30 years, home base DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Wow. Also the same day though, and I didn't realize this. Main Source Breaking Adams also celebrating 30 years this week. Yep, it sure is. It sure is. And just for good measure, because I told you we all about that inclusiveness. Uh, Marky Mark and the Punchy Funky Bunch Music for the People Also celebrated 30 years I'm, I'm gonna have that Stricken from the tape <laughs> <laughs> I just thought It was ironic though that, that That album Dropped the same day Home Base And Breaking Adam Was pretty funny to me. Yeah You talking about A dichotomy there man Like That right. Breaking Adams That Breaking Adams Is so underrated Usually Usually, I got. I think it's thirty years already. No, I know, I know. I got to put that in our face off. I just, I got to find something to go up against it. I mean, there you go, right there. Just change, just choose the same date. Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's and David a, and Goliath matchup. It's, it needs a worthy, a worthy opponent like Luke or somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's just. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that to main source, though. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see them get crushed like that. Nah, nah. <laughs> Luke is like Snoop coming through crushing the building, man. <laughs> so, all right, there you have it, man. That's the show for tonight. Man, it's a long one, too. Nice yeah, man. Nice little theatrical release, almost. But yeah, that's the show, man. Jason, Vince, Jamil, I want to thank y'all for hopping on the show tonight, sharing y'all's opinions. Uh, We're going to do it again next week and keep the show rolling. And um, with that, I'm going to bid y'all adieu and I'm going to say peace. I see the neck breaking. 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 I see the neck
I have never seen. 